You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Subscribe to Inclusion Revolution Radio, wherever you can get podcasts. Jamie's Log, Progressive, The Harrington's Backyard, Day 11, 4.43 a.m. The tent I set up in the Harrington's backyard to prove Progressive has 24-7 protection has a rip in it. But a little rain won't stop me. Mrs. Harrington says she totally understands 24-7 protection means 24-7. Gonna stay a few more days to make sure. It's hailing now. That's fun. Progressive doesn't just offer a great price when you bundle home and auto. We offer round-the-clock protection. Just not literally from Jamie. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. This is the Yanks Go Yard Podcast with Adam Weinrib and Thomas Carinante. Welcome to a Victory Wednesday edition of the Yanks Go Yard Podcast. I'm Adam Weinrib alongside Thomas Carinante. And thanks to Wandy Peralta coming back and getting Freddie Freeman after falling behind in the count 3-1 with the bases loaded in a 5-4 game. This winning streak goes to 11. The Yankees and Braves both sporting nine game winning streaks for the first time. Any teams have done that matching each other with nine plus game winning streaks since like 1904. The Yankees and Braves went to Atlanta this week, both on fire. The Yankees decided to give the Braves two lefties, Jordan Montgomery and Andrew Heaney. The Braves crush lefties. The Braves crush everyone. And at the end of the day, the Yankees won an extremely easy game behind Jordan Montgomery and proactive bullpen management. Then won an excruciating game behind Andrew Heaney and excellent bullpen management. The starter went four innings. Didn't matter. Everybody except the role as Chapman was nails, dynamite, etc. We do have to talk about Chapman, obviously. We got to talk about Peralta, who Andrew Heaney said has a ton of nuts to throw four straight changeups to Freddie Freeman. We agree. He also slapped himself in the face like a maniac. We got to talk about the roster moves that are upcoming that you don't want, we don't want, but they're going to happen. And we got to talk about the worst takes of the first half because 11 wins in a row for the first time since 1985. I think that's enough to revisit some poor takes from a couple weeks ago. Make sure to find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Drop us a five-star review along with a mailbag question. We'll be more than happy to answer it. I'm flexing while I say those words now. That's what kind of two weeks it's been. Haven't lost since the cornfield, a game that they should have won. 
What a stretch for the Bombers. Thomas Carinante, welcome to the podcast. This winning streak may now be long enough that the haters are back listening to this to get hater fuel for if we blow a playoff game. Because that is, I, I've, how do you, look, you can mute expectations all you want. How can you not be pumped about winning 11 in a row, including going to Atlanta and just straight up taking both? I would be, I would have been happy with the split, took both. We were talking about a split. We're sitting there, great. Just win the first one, and then Morton can kick Heaney's ass. It won't How really matter. How can you matter. not be happy with a split yeah. with Morton Heaney? Yeah, not that I'm not that I'm sitting here saying Andrew Heaney's bad. It's just the, the matchup is clearly is clearly it, Morton has a very very good career numbers against against the Yankees. The Braves crush lefties. It was just it was something that wasn't meant to be on paper. But anyway, eleven game win streak, thirty three and eleven in their last forty four games. What you know? Yeah. You know what that calls for? That calls for some self-care, guys. Listeners, please, attention across the galaxy, all the way from Australia to Houston. Do we have a pube problem? Do we? If so, our friends at Manscaped have cleared you for takeoff with their fourth generation and brand new lawnmower 4.0. Kick your pubes to the next planet with the Performance Package 4.0. The orbits in your pants will feel like you're in zero gravity when you use the best tools for the job from the leaders in male grooming. Could help Wandy Peralta, who apparently has more than two nuts based on Andrew Heaney's assessment. Pretty mm-hmm. complicated stuff, but maybe we'll dig into that later. Anyway, join the two million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get your rocket ready for takeoff by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20. Guys, we can get into the specs all we want. Everything is good about this thing. The lawnmower 4.0. Has a 4,000K LED spotlight you can turn on and off when needed for a more precise shave throughout your travels across the universe. So you can do it while you're while you're actually in motion. I guess that's that's the whole gist here. It's got a travel uh, lock, so uh, the thing doesn't turn on when when you're when you're in transit. Um, it's waterproof. You can do it in the shower. Make sure you're uh, you're catching all the hair with the drain catcher, guys. We don't want any problems with that. I don't know how many times I have to stress. I actually haven't stressed that in a couple of weeks, so hopefully none of that slipped through the cracks. Anyway, if you're interested in this great offer, get 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. Once again, that's 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. For a clean trinity and beyond, your space balls will thank you. And we were left thinking, uh, Wandy Peralta first and foremost after Tuesday's game yeah. to secure that sweep. Uh, I mean, there's a reason he got the championship belt, and it's not just like you know, I, I, it's a championship belt, an official measuring stick, a, a real legit metric of of who was most valuable to team success. I mean, you can't quantify the belt, but Peralta gets the damn belt for what he did in that one. It never. It's, I mean, baseball's a funny game, right? They they won 10 games in a row. You got Heaney and Morton on the mound. You go, we're not winning this game. This is a terrible matchup. Uh, you know, the Braves are going to crush him. Freddie Freeman, strike three call in the first inning, gets robbed, and suddenly Heaney gives up two two-out runs. Uh, okay, and it's like, yeah, there, you know, there we go. We're not going to hit Morton. Fine. Stanton hits a laser. Gary ties the game, beats the shift. DJ takes a two-run lead. Yankees get out of the fifth inning with a uh, lucky call on the Freddie Freeman slide into home plate. Who knows? Look safe to me. Look safe to you. Probably replay. It's kind of unclear if his foot's on the plate or just hovering over it. Uh, that's definitely the homer take, but it's also the even-handed take is the damn umpires. That's that's their take. So what do you want from me? Doesn't what score. Do you want? What do you want? Odor hits a home run for insurance. It's 5-3. We got Chapman in the ninth. Everyone and your mother knows this is going to come down to a Chapman appearance. 
just a matter of whether it's an easy Chapman appearance or a bad one. With two outs and one on, it's a good Chapman appearance. It's totally fine Chapman appearance. A Arie Adrianza coming up as the final out. Probably not going to homer. Might gap one. Might make it a little sweaty. You might bring Ozzy Albies to the plate. Probably not going to get a hit. Doesn't even throw a pitch close to the plate. Not even in the realm. Not even in the vicinity. And as soon as Adrianza walks, it's like every Yankee fan's motor clicks back into place. You're dreading this. You remember how horrible it feels to lose these games. You're ready for another gut punch. The 10 games prior, they've won for two weeks. And those wins just go right out the window as soon as the world of Chapman starts walking people yep. to load the bases, bring the winning run to the plate. You're like, this sucks. This sucks. Ah, this sucks. Like immediately you're pacing. I've now gotten into a habit where I start, I wash my face when I'm having a tough time with these. I just like walk to the sink and like splash myself with some water. Uh, and then when I walked back to the living room yesterday, after I realized after I'd done that, I was like, oh shit, I look like Chapman now. Like this dude is sopping wet. Like, why did I do that to myself? But like, it, you know, every game, as soon as these get tough, as soon as it's nut crunching time, it doesn't matter how many games you've already won in a row. All that matters is the next five minutes of the baseball game. It's somehow the ninth inning was, I think, 58 and a half minutes yesterday. Ridiculous, dude. Absolutely excruciating. Albies can't throw strikes. Obviously gets him to a full count. Obviously, of course, he does. Fouls off a couple. Uh, uh, swings and misses it. Strike three. Um, misses it. Again, for all those Braves fans, I want to talk smack about the umps. I also saw Braves fans talking smack about the refs. That's how football-centric, stupid Atlanta, like, umps, umpires, folks, umpires. Um, Albie shouldn't be at batting, but he still is. Grounds one to third, beats it out. I don't know how he beat that out. Rugnet Odor, triple pumps, but that that shouldn't matter. Like, it, it, you know, it's obviously a mistake, but I still don't really know how that matters. Albies is clearly safe. Uh, Jorge Soler swung out of his shoes at a high fastball from Chad Green the inning prior. Chapman gets him to a full count, too, with the bases loaded, two outs. Goes with another slider. Come on. Dude. Like, literally, nobody. he wants to murder a fastball. Just go a foot above his eyeballs. He's going to whiff. Doesn't do it. Wandy comes in 3-1 to Freeman, and here come the nuts. Change up, nut. Change up, nut. Change up, another nut. 3-2 now. Change up down the middle. Probably the worst change I'd be through. Freeman thinks he has a chance to jack it out. Just gets under it. Pops it up to, to Gallo with a lot of room to spare before the uh, warning track. Wandy Peralta, man, no earned runs since coming back from the COVID IL. He's not a closer, and I'm not saying install him as the closer, but we're not going to see Zach Britton again. We might not see Zach Britton next season. Tommy John sounds like a possibility. As far as the, the minor league replacements for, for Chapman and restructuring of the bullpen go, Steven Ridings hit the IL on Tuesday night. People aren't really talking about that because the Yankees played another incredibly exciting game, won their 11th straight. But 15 hours later, no news about that. I don't know why that happened. That seems important. I'd like to know. Um, but no Britain. Chapman's certainly not trustworthy. Chad Green, something between a closer and not a closer. Um, Jonathan Wiseiga, very clearly at this point, the closer of the future. Sorry, mm -hmm. not sorry. Uh, but they're not going to do it this year. So I, I don't know what you do. I, I have a feeling they're going to move Green into the closer role more often than not. Keep the Wiseiga in the hybrid. It's time for another 10 days off for Chapman. Remember when he pitched in the, when everything turned around, honestly, when he pitched in the ninth inning of the like 13-1 Mariners game. Yeah. Um, like uh, about a month and a half ago. It's it's time for more of that. We're going to need to send Chapman back to the 13-1 games for a while because this ain't happening. I mean, do we have a problem with putting him in in the seventh or something? A problem? Like a <laughs> 
do we have to kick a roll this Chapman's pubes to the next planet? I think I um, have a pube problem with that. Wh- why? Um, I don't have an issue. Yeah. Yeah. Why can't we? I, maybe it's an ego thing. I don't like we said we're, we're not in the locker room. We don't know what's going on. Roll this Chapman clearly cannot close games at an efficient clip, if at all. Uh, he's had a problem throwing his fastball for now. It, it's going on three months. Um, this is not there's no exaggeration here. It's a very big problem with the bullpen. Very sad for Zach Britton. He's had a hellacious season between the COVID in uh, January to the elbow surge, the elbow injury early in spring training that resulted in surgery. Then the setback with the elbow, then the hamstring injury. Now another setback with the elbow. He's going to see a Tommy John specialist when the team is on the road trip uh, on the West Coast. Um, his career could be over, like you said. If it's Tommy John, then it's done. That means he's out until next September, and then that that's that's just the end of it. He's done for this season. I think we can we can safely assume that. Um, so now that creates a bit of an issue. Obviously, the issue was always there because Britain was not serviceable in any capacity. He, I think he's had like three or four clean outings uh, out of his 22. Yeah, uh, we make fun of the Red that. Sox rotation, yeah. and rightfully so, but we, we just lost a six ERA setup, man. Yeah, I mean, that's so what it is. I don't know what they're going to do. Luizga should be the closer. We've been saying this for how long now? I don't see the issue with bringing in Chapman in make Chapman the new Chad Green guy. Chad Green was kind of the fireman for this bullpen for the last three years. Why not make that Chapman for the time being until he gets his bearings? Maybe he doesn't get his bearings and he has to remain in that role. But like, imagine a lineup being like, oh shit, Chapman's coming in in the seventh. Like, here we go. He obviously, there's something wrong with his control. There's something wrong with his confidence. Is he still dealing with a fingernail issue? I literally have no idea, but he can't throw the fastball. The fastball Stunning is the easiest. Fingernails. The, the easiest pitch to throw is the fastball for all you folks out there who have played baseball. Um, it, it, it's inexplicable at this point. Um, some a, a new decision needs to be made, but now things are complicated because we thought or we were hoping that the, they would the Yankees would find a trade partner for one of these two at the deadline, whether it was Chapman or Britain. Um, now that's not the case. Now Britain's probably going to be out for the year. It's going to cl- uh, theoretically clear up a roster spot, but like, what do you do? Cause the roster is what it is right now. So do you thrust Albert Abreu into a greater role? I don't know about that. He's had a nice stretch, but the, his overall body of work doesn't suggest that, uh, Joely Rodriguez has looked nice. Still don't know what he's got a five ERA. I, I don't really know what to think about it. Clay Holmes is going to need some work after coming off the COVID IL. Chad Green has been very untrustworthy at times, so I don't know how much of him in safe situations we're going to enjoy watching. Um, and Wandy Peralta, can this can this remain? He's changed his approach after coming off the COVID IL. Things have looked great, uh, but we also know how things come crashing down to earth because look at Aroldis Chapman, two months without giving up a run, and now three and a half months of looking like he's never pitched in a baseball game before. Um, so real problems, guys. I know the starting rotation has been carrying the, the team for the most part and getting the job done, but now we're looking at a serious back end of the bullpen problem or some sort of construction uh, bullpen construction. If you're looking to hold on to a lead, if, uh, if, if it's tight and your starter can't go beyond five innings, then you're looking at four innings that you got to fill not very pleasant for Aaron Boone, but hey, the last two nights he's done a good job, so can't knock him. It's just another, like, last night was a pretty solid reminder that you can watch this Yankee team all year long through the ups and the downs. There's made, It's been a month and a half of ups. It's been really impressive. They're doing everything we asked of them, and the whole season hinges on getting a role to Chapman to the playoffs, mm-hmm. right? That's just, and the whole season this year might hinge on getting a role to Chapman to a wild card game against the Red Sox. Are you 
I mean, <laughs> I mean, I miss mm. the wild card series already. I miss <laughs> it from uh, from 2020 because that is going to be horrible. Who asked for that? And we remember we told you we we did tell you in early July. You're rooting for this stupid Yankee team we all hate. What to get to a one game wild card in in Tampa or in Boston? Okay, now luckily that game might be at home, and it mm-hmm. might not include the Red Sox, who are putting a little distance between them. I mean, the Red Sox it don't you know you're not a real Yankee fan. People kind of trouble. You're not a real Yankee fan. You're not a real Yankee fan if you haven't checked their schedule. Uh, it's they're currently mired in the easiest stretch possible home games against Texas home games against the twins. They go to Cleveland. Cool. Then things get tough. They do. You know, it's like August 30th through September 15th. You got to watch. They go to Seattle. They go to Chicago. They get a lot more. They get Tampa seven times. Like that's when you watch when we're in Anaheim playing the angels, they are playing the race. That's going to be very interesting. It's going to determine a whole bunch. Um, but ultimately, we are rooting for Aroldis Chapman to lock down saves against the Boston Red Sox in a one-game wildcard game or Oakland or anyone else. It, you, you know, The one man on the roster right now you don't want to carry to the postseason is the one guy who's going to show up in the most important postseason moments. And Tuesday's win was a pretty good reminder of that. But kudos to Aaron Boone for examining the situation and going, he, we're going to give him Solaire. He's going to get the chance to get Solaire. He doesn't get Solaire. He's out of the game. I don't care about the ramifications. Wandy Peralta's coming in. That's it. I remember Good. when uh, Chapman and Boone got in a screaming match in the Carlos Santana game? Mm-hmm. When he said intentionally walk him, and then he said, I don't want to, and then Boone did it anyway. And it was like, oh, can Chapman and Boone coexist? Boone's taking control of that relationship now. Boone's the man. In this in this scenario, Boone say, you know, you can't finish the game. You're, I'm going to give you every chance to finish the game. You get Albies, and then something conspires against you. You don't get him. Uh, you get Solaire. Can't don't throw a fastball. Great, that's it. All right, I'm going to live and die by somebody else now. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, the roster moves on the horizon that you may or may not enjoy. Stick around. Listen up, Ohio, because this is a test from Pepsi. If you call C-Bus C-Town, you're not from Ohio. If you don't know the Blue Jackets actually have a fifth line, you're not from Ohio. And if you don't know what to say when someone yells O-H, you're not from Ohio. We know this because at Pepsi, we are from Ohio. In fact, we bottle ice-cold Pepsi right here in C-Bus. So when you're thirsty for something that says you're from here and proud of it, grab a Pepsi and say here's to O-H-I-O, where Pepsi and life are oh-so-refreshing. Welcome back to the Yanks Go Yard podcast. So roster crunch, eh? We we talked about it a little bit last uh, episode, but things have now further clarified. Some of the moves are, are very obvious. Jonathan Davis went down. Jew Urshela is coming back on Thursday. Uh, Davis already gone. Urshela, I guess, coming back up pending something insane. But uh, Jonathan Davis, you know, he's already gone. So the, the easy one, you know, he's off the roster. September 1st, the roster used to expand to 40. That was nice. I I don't know why, you know, people decided that was a bad idea. That was like, that was a wonderful idea. We love that. Yeah. That got a lot of people. If the roster rules were still in place from previous seasons, Chris Gittens be coming up. Rob Brantley be showing up. You get, you get third string catcher in the mix. That's why Eric Kratz was always on the September team. <laughs> you know, everybody in the book, Brody corner, come on down. Like, Nick Nelson, yes. I mean, no thank you, but fine. Like, everything used to be pretty easy here. Not so much anymore. It's a 28-man roster. 
not great. No, uh, I don't get Yankees, it. The Yankees don't have Luis Heel on the current roster. Mm-mm. So presuming you like him, that's number 27. I think we all like him. I think we can all agree we want him on the on the team. Coming back in the not-so-distant future, Corey Kluber just finished a 60-pitch rehab yesterday. Uh, he's not coming up before September 1st. You can trust me on that. They're going to mm-hmm. definitely use another rehab start. Try to get him up to 75, 80 pitches, I would assume. Uh, he actually was pretty good yesterday. Struggled in the first. Got his stuff together. Uh, retired seven in a row at one point. Cool. Great. Um, he's going to be coming back. Domingo Herman had a setback. Real setback? Fake setback? I don't know. Maybe a shoulder issue. Israel. Because I think the the Yankees would prefer to not have to deal with him for the remainder of the season. I suspect. Uh, I don't think they want to. I don't think they want to go out of the way and bend over backwards to jam Domingo Herman back on the roster. Um, he's participated in some of the worst games of the year, the four nothing Fenway game, awful. Um, although he was great. Uh, yeah, how quickly we forget. Actually, he was the good part of that game. But then the seven two blown game in Houston. Uh, oof, he was a big part of the oof fart noise I, I would i would suspect the yankees probably don't want to jam him back onto this roster i agree luis severino well, nothing yeah. structurally wrong with his shoulder um and with a, a little bit of a depleted bullpen I, I think you would sign up for uh one or two severino innings every couple days yeah i'm i'm i don't think that's a bad thing i'm not banking think, on it i'm not banking on it but i don't think you have to get to the point where you're like doing mental math like how can we get luis severino off this roster like no him in the bullpen that'd be pretty cool Severino, Kluber, Herman, Glaber Torres. Glaber Torres is going to be the starting shortstop of this team in probably another week and a half. That's four guys who probably have to come onto this roster for one spot, right? The, the maximum number is four. I don't think you're going to be seeing anyone other than those four, and there's only one free space on the roster. Again, presuming you want Luis Heel for that 27th spot. So what do you do? Velasquez is probably going to go. Yep. Andrew Velasquez probably probably got to go at some point. In terms of starters and relievers, Andrew Heaney going to get cut? Maybe. I mean, uh, what? Are we looking at Albert Abreu, Andrew Heaney, Tyler Wade, Andrew Velasquez? Tyler Wade, Andrew Velasquez? A combination, whatever whatever those three need to go. I mean, I'm not... Uh, are we crazy about it? No, but we're get, theoretically getting better players in return, even though these guys are igniting us in, in very different ways. Well, at last it probably won't, um, but it, it's going to be complicated. It's going to, people will be upset. Nobody wants to see Velasquez go. I think we could all agree that we talked about that at length on the last pod. It, it's tough, um, but th- there's the, the Yankees are, the Yankees have a situation right now where a number of guys are coming back. Obviously, um, that could change if somebody has a really bad week in the bullpen um, and the Yankees want to make a shift there, then who knows, but we're going to be looking at some guys who have been in very integral to the last uh, two weeks of action that have seen the Yankees go from 61 and 50 to 74 and 52. Um, and they won't be here anymore. Unfortunately, Velasquez is uh, a prime example of probably like, how much do the Yankees want to squeeze from this stone? Yep. Um, you know, he's not an offensive player. He's, he's been ignited by the Bronx. It, like, it's again, it sounds ridiculous, but do you, do you guys really think Andrew Velasquez is doing this in, in Baltimore in the midst of their 20-game losing streak? Like, 
No, he wasn't doing it in Tampa, right? Wasn't doing it in Tampa, Tampa. wasn't doing it in Baltimore on both teams and and sucked uh, in both opportunities. He's a better defender than Gleyber Torres. Yes. Done. Unquestioned. Period on the end of the sentence. Um, it, It is interesting that he starts over Tyler Wade so often because Tyler Wade's hitting now and Tyler mm-hmm. Wade plays good defense and Tyler Wade's just as fast as Velasquez. And I don't know whether or not I should take that as a sign that they believe in Velasquez more than they believe in Wade and that there's the possibility Wade gets demoted for Torres or if I should take that as a sign that they are trying to get as much Velasquez out as possible before they have to make this roster move. Now it's going to be another week and a half or so Torres is still taking dry swings or whatnot. They're going to make sure he's ready. They're going to take their time. But I sort of do lean that it is like they're trying to get as much Velasquez as possible Mm -hmm. before they have to make that decision. Not that they believe in him necessarily more than Wade. I think they view them as nearly equal. And Wade's hitting arguably more than Velasquez right now. Um, The Velasquez moments just stand out because we're inclined to like him and we're inclined to hate Wade. It's confirmation (laughs) bias at at its best. Um, But I do kind of feel like the Yankees are going to have to be ruthless here. Um, What does it say for shortstop, you know, beyond 2021? I don't think Glaber Torres is going to be your starting shortstop moving forward. I think Gio Urshela is someone you're going to have to look out for in the trade market this offseason. And and a lot's going to change depending on September and October. Because I don't know. Maybe they lose the wild card game and a complete implosion feels necessary. Maybe they go on a magical run and Gio Urshela is the ALCS MVP. They're probably not trading him at that peak as much as they'd like to. Uh, Honestly, it's ridiculous, but the small sample sizes of September and October are probably going to affect this team's next steps more uh, than you you want them to. Um, Maybe they wouldn't for a ruthless asshole team like the Red Sox who, uh, you know, Red Sox propaganda in full force. Again, as they choke away every bit of their lead, I still saw a lot of Hunter Renfro is outperforming Mookie Betts takes on Tuesday. Yeah, have them fucking both, losers. You could have both. You could have both players. I think an asshole team like the Red Sox would not look at the narrative and would just go and start, you know, stripping bear. It doesn't matter who the ALCS MVP is. If we're going to have a confusing fit for him on the roster in 2024, then he's gone. But I do think the Yankees are going to look at that. And I I do think, you know, uh, Urshela is more likely to be the odd man out. And then they use a combination of like Wade and Velasquez on the bench next year, move Glaber to second, move DJ to third, uh, mess around, you know, extending Voight or extend Rizzo, keep Voight, whatnot. Um, I think I think the next month and a half is going to matter. But as of now, I do think Velasquez is probably the first man off the roster for Torres, and they're using him now to use him as long as they have him. Yeah, I, it's it's unfortunate, but uh, we hopefully have better guys coming back. Hopefully, Glaber Torres got the rest that he needed to kind of get back on track. We still have not seen what we needed to see from him this year. Um, maybe that change. That's that, see that now. That's going to be something that you have to watch in September because. Are they going to want to go into the playoffs with a shaky Glaber, a def- shaky defensive Glaber if he doesn't look good over the last three weeks of the season uh, at short? I, I don't know. I really don't know. This team is very se- clearly based on the trade deadline, what Brian Cashman did, and the results that we've seen from the trade deadline. What are they now? Uh, 20 and four since the trade deadline or something like that? Jesus. Um, yeah, it's something ridiculous. Um, but now the world series is back on folks, whether, whether, whether you like it or not Um, haters, I know you're not liking it, but that's just the reality of the situation right now. The Yankees are 74 and 52. Um, 
They have the starting rotation on paper capable of taking down a good, a good bit of teams in a five or seven game series. They have the bats that can overwhelm just about any pitching staff in the league, even with Rizzo and Gallo not really performing. That's flown under the radar because you want to know why? Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton are playing like MVPs now with the extra protection in the lineup. I mean, Aaron Judge always was, but now Giancarlo Stanton has gone from what, like a 794 OPS at in in the first couple of days of August, and now he's, he's like 855 or something at this mm-hmm. point. So... I don't know what other drastic moves come. I understand we have these upcoming roster moves that have to be made to make room for personnel, but then we'll be having another discussion in a few weeks about what the postseason roster is going to look like or what the postseason playing time situation is going to look like. All complicated stuff. Anyway, on a lighter note, hmm. let's shit on ourselves. Why not? Yeah, um, Yankees are on an unreal run right now. One that we have been somewhat calling. Uh we have been saying for a while, they just need a stretch like this and it's game back on. Did we, were we optimistic in the stretch? Not in the previous version of the Yankees who couldn't nope. really do much of anything. Brian Cashman rightfully uh, made moves at the deadline to show faith in this team, to show that they were a couple of eh, somewhat large pieces away from actually putting everything together. Um, and now uh, what is it? Four games out of the division lead. Yankees have a real shot to take the division. Uh, you look at the Rays. They're banged up. I know the Rays are good. I'm not doubting the Rays. Do I still think they win the division? Probably, but they don't have a good starting rotation. I know they get the job done in some capacity, but, you know, there's five weeks left in the season. How long can this last for them? How long can they weather the storm of not having capable starting pitching? I I don't know. Um, They strike out a ton. Um, if they run into the, they they run into the Yankees in the the last three games of the season. If you don't think that's going to be a, if you don't think that's going to be, if the division is going to be, you know, two and a half games out at that point for either party, you're sadly mistaken because the the way that they're both playing right now suggests that we're going to be in for a very, very entertaining final uh, season series. Anyway, we do have to revisit some bad takes that we had, that Yankees Twitter had, that even objective, objectively like non-cynical Yankee fans had. Because this season was very different on July 4th. The Yankees were 41 and 41. They were what, 10 and a half games out of the division, Adam? The I, Red believe, Sox were, I mean, we were definitely 10 and a half games behind the Red Sox. Yeah, the Red Sox were leading the division. Yeah, the Red Sox were leading the division. 10 and a half games out. All the rivals performing, Astros blowing people out of the water, Red Sox overachieving beyond belief, the Rays somehow getting by with all these injuries um, and all these other issues. Uh, Who else is it? The White Sox just running away with the AL Central, making life look easy. And then you have the Yankees treading water with very good players. The first time in how long where we have Giancarlo Stanton and Aaron Judge fully healthy. It shouldn't be an issue. Great, these guys should be raking. They're not, um, or at least, you know, Judges performing well, the numbers aren't exactly translating. I think he he didn't he didn't have that many home runs in RBIs uh, at that point. He was he was ranked like you know he was not even in the top fifty for either of those categories. Um, and Stanton, like I just said, beginning of August was OPSing under eight hundred. Um, so what takes did we have and the greater Yankee community have over this time? I'll start with one that I got to own up to. Uh, Tyler Wade has no place on this roster. I know most Yankee fans were probably saying that for a while. Wade had high expectations as a prospect. Um, lefty bat, speedster on the bases, the, a good middle infielder um, who can who's who's versatile. Wade's bat never translated. Now what? He's getting regular playing time more than ever. He's played now a career high seventy nine games this season. His batting average is up to two seventy eight. 
He's op- his OPS plus 95. He's stolen 12 bags. That's really all you can ask for. He's a positive D war at this point, which is real. And he's played third base. He's played second base. He's played shortstop. He's played center field. He's played right field. Um, he's played the last 18 games he's played in, in some capacity. Most of them have been starts. The Yankees are 16 and two in that stretch. Am I saying Wade is the common denominator? No, but Absolutely. that that says, that says something. We he's got uh, I think four multi-hit games in that stretch. When uh, honestly, how many how many multi-hit games has Wade had in his career? So uh, Wade has we said this after the Orioles game, I believe, where he made a base running mistake. He got caught in a pickle on a, or he didn't run on a sack play. It was something insane. I don't remember what it was, um, but it was clear he had one job. It was base running. And he's fast and he failed miserably at it and fans were mad. So he couldn't bunt. That was it in the, in the extra innings Orioles game or whatever. Yeah. The the free guy on botch bunt. Yep. That botch bunt. Well then last year too, there was the extra innings Mets game where he was the designated runner and there was just like a medium depth fly ball and it panned back to second base and he just wasn't on the base. And it was like, well, okay. Tyler's headed to freelance here. Like the Tyler Wade mistakes are hilarious, but you're right. He's clearly a major league player when he gets in the rhythm. Yeah, he, he's and it's clear. And and the lefty bat has been huge. He's, it, it, we got more lefty bats at the deadline and his variation in the lineup has helped more, more so balance it out. Maybe he's seeing better pitches as a result. I don't know. But either way, the consistency here has proven that he he's he's valuable in some capacity. Uh, number two, uh, this one's tough because I think we know Giancarlo Stanton can go right back into his slumping ways. John Carlos Santa is a very streaky player. You live for the moments uh, of the, the two weeks of, of torrid baseball that he plays late April, early May prime example. At that point, I think about uh, three weeks ago, we did an, I did an article uh, because people were yelling about why fans unreasonably get mad at John Carlos Santon. Sure. That's probably true. But John Carlos Santon is also one of the highest paid players in major league baseball. He's one of the best hitters in major league baseball. He should be carrying playing a role in carrying an offense. And he largely was not doing that for most of the year. Now I understand situations a little bit different. We got more padding in the lineup. He's probably seeing more pitches. He's taking advantage. Um, but I said, Brian Cashman, the Giancarlo Stanton trade should ultimately not right now at some point cost Brian Cashman his job. Um, Brian Cashman has done a great job in supplementing the lineup to help Giancarlo Stanton stand out a little bit more. Um, how long will it last? I don't know, but he's gone from hitting 251 to 267. Um, and uh, he went from that 794 OPS and now he's in the he's in the 850s. Uh, had another home run last night um, and had a home run on Monday night. So uh, for now, uh, the take looks bad because Brian Cashman literally saved this team at the deadline and has uh, gotten some uh, has gotten us some relief options in Wandy Peralta and Joely Rodriguez and Lucas Litke, Clay Holmes, all guys we had no idea would contribute. N- Nestor Cortez has turned into a viable starting rotation option. So um, Brian Cashman deserves to keep his job. Yankee fans give him a lot of shit because. Uh, Everyone wants him to make the moves that that the fan base is clamoring for. But the reality is sometimes you can't do that. Uh, teams don't want to trade with the Yankees. I think we've revisited that topic a multitude of times on this podcast and, and in writing articles. Um, Hal Steinbrenner has imposed a financial uh, stranglehold for the time being because of the losses due to COVID. And do, do you think that doesn't affect Brian Cashman's ability to do his job? He's done financial gymnastics for the better part of seven months now. 
Um, and the Yankees are in a really good spot. So uh, all the credit goes to him to really turning this around. I understand now the players are finally getting the job done, but um, if not for his roster tinkering, we're not here. Um, and the last one, Adam, I think we, we you did you did the trade scenarios for this. We didn't we did not advocate for this. Uh, we we wanted to have a conversation about it. At one point, Yankee fans, this was not us, advocated for trading Aaron Judge at maximum value because he was having another somewhat career season uh, on par with twenty, somewhat on par with twenty seventeen, um, and was proving that he could stay healthy for and uh, for a large stretch of games. It was the most he's played in four years. Um, and people were advocating when the Yankees were hovering around 500 Correct. to maybe just tear it all down at the trade deadline, trade Aaron judge at max value, see what prospects you can get. You're not running this back in 2022. You're not because if Aaron judge is your only good player and nobody else is producing, then you're just, you're repeating something that's not working. So people advocated for trading Aaron judge. Uh, we explored some trade packages, you specifically, um, some interesting ones, too, that I think I think definitely uh, definitely made the conversation a little bit more intelligible because it wasn't out of the question. If the Yankees didn't make the moves that they made or if they had tr- or if some teams outbid them or if they had trouble parting with some prospects that they didn't want to, then we're not in this situation. But uh, guys, uh, trading Aaron Judge is never the right decision. I think why else for another for a million other reasons? Why, Adam? Why is this the wrong decision? Uh, he's the team MVP. He's like yeah. the best home run Yankee in like uh, 20 years. Um, yeah. He changes everything about the construction of the team. He's playing center field this year. I think that's worth noting that when they go to the NL ballparks, they go, Aaron, you're like the best defensive right fielder in baseball. You want to go play center field. So Joey Gallo could play left and Giancarlo Stanton could play right. And he goes, yeah, sure fine um i aaron judge is not the problem if aaron judge were the, i mean uh I, i'm like rolling my eyes out of the back of my head you know why because we're the new york yankees and we can absorb bad contracts and and you whether people grouse about a salary cap or a salary floor or whatnot we will always be able to afford Giancarlo stan garrett cole and an aaron judge deal which by the way will not be that expensive Nope. The next Aaron Judge deal is going to clock. He's like 30 years old. Like yeah. people are using that as an argument for why you shouldn't pay him. It's an argument for why you should pay him six years and 180 or six years and 220, seven years and 230. Like the Aaron Judge deal is not going to be 10 years, $380 million. The New York Yankees will always be the New York Yankees and they can always afford it. And if they're telling you they can't, they're lying to you. So if Aaron Judge really were the crown jewel on an awful baseball team, the Cedric Mullins on the 20 consecutive loss Orioles, sure, trade him, fine. But when the Red Sox acted like this and traded Mookie Betts, we all laughed, rightly so. And even if they pull themselves out of it and eventually get another contending team together, they'd be a better team with Mookie Betts on the fucking roster. So, you know, if we're going to laugh at the Red Sox, we're going to have to laugh at the Yankees. The reason we were considering doing these kinds of things is because, okay, if they really are going to be hamstrung financially and you're really going to pretend you're terrible and you're really going to pretend you have no future, then by all means, maximize the return for Aaron Judge. Be that team that we all laughed at last year. But clearly, you supplement Aaron Judge with some powerful lefty bats. You change the line of construction. You change the team's ethos. And the de facto captain of the Yankees does what he should. And he's back already. And he's leading this team to where it should be. So uh, I think that's ultimately my conclusion on the matter. 
Yeah. I needed you to or, uh, articulately say it because I, I couldn't do it. Uh, I do any- have one more. I, I will say I got yeah. roasted. Let's hear it. I got roasted by a friend this morning. So I do want to call him out, Dan. Ooh. Thanks for re- thanks for reading. Um, I wrote an article like a month ago. It says about a month ago in the screenshot that he sent me. So I hope it was uh, a month or more, probably more. Uh, I think it's probably I bet I wrote this after the Red Sox series in July. Uh, the three biggest mistakes the Yankees made this offseason. Number one, it's debatable. It's actually interesting. My number one mistake, choosing Jamison Tyone over Joe Musgrove. Now, Tyone's been great. Musgrove mm-hmm. cost a little more. He's also been great. The work by Tyone has been better lately. I would now say that's not the number one mistake in the way that that phrase is usually used, where it's like, yeah, chose bad, chose bad thing instead of good thing. You know, you can still argue for Musgrove over Tyone. And the Yankees didn't surrender nothing for Tyone. Rowanzi Contreras is going to be good. He's in the Futures game this year. You know, he's one of the Pirates' top prospects. I don't know. It's an interesting one. Uh, obviously, the, the implication of that being the number one mistake is that Tyone is bad. Uh, and there was a point in time when Tyone was absolutely a, a middle relief type with another year of control. Yay, yippee, congrats. You know, now he's the July pitcher of the month and he's gone on the road in Fenway and done the damn thing on the big stage. Heartily endorse acquiring Tyone. I probably should have been more patient there, but Musgrove, you know, the 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 basket of work uh, for Musgrove has probably been better. So that's still an interesting discussion to have. But uh, yeah, not a mistake. Tyone rules. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, I, my, my three drastic roster moves back in June was demote Tyone to the bullpen for the time being. I think at that point he had a five, seven ERA. Um, obviously we always knew that it would, he was more of a reclamation project. A lot of stuff that he dealt with two Tommy John surgeries test battle with testicular cancer. So um, his leash was always going to be longer than most, but at a certain point that start against the Phillies was, was, was the tipping point. You were like, Oh my God, like, we can't how, like how, how is this happening? Um I didn't I didn't advocate for him to demote him forever. It's just get him in the bullpen, get him innings, get his confidence up, figure it out. But hey, stayed in the rotation for July, July pitcher of the month, still delivering in August. I am loving the depth that we have in this rotation now, now that he's come around um, and he's going to be a big part of this team down the stretch and in the postseason. I, I truly believe. I believe that too. As for the final roster projections, I think I'm settling on 27 and 28 being heel and Severino, mm-hmm. uh, Kluber for Albert Abreu, Torres for Velasquez. Uh, and I don't think we see Domingo Herman again. That's sort of where I stand there. Yeah. And same with Michael King. He just started a throwing program, but the Yankees are not bringing him back. Oh, I mean, Michael King. Yeah, it's sorry. I mean, that's yeah. yeah. He, you can do as many, that was many just throwing programs mm-hmm. as you want. Uh, <laughs> they'll demote him to AAA, I think, yeah. if, he, yeah. if he completes a throwing program. And that's okay. Thanks for the contributions, Michael King, but uh, not this year. Too much going on. Uh, here's a, I should probably know if Joely Rodriguez has options or not. I don't know. I think he does. Um, I, I don't see why he wouldn't, actually, but I suspect they stick with him and, and Demo Debreu. We'll find out, though, in a couple of weeks when it matters. That's it for this edition of the Yanks Go Yard podcast. Make sure to find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Drop us a five-star review along with a mailbag question. We'll be more than happy to answer it. I'm going to be taking a little break. You're not going to hear from me Friday. You're not going to hear from me next week. I'm going to be relaxing in enemy territory in Massachusetts on the beach 
watching every game. Of course, the Yanks are on the West Coast swing while I'm on vacation. Uh, that doesn't feel good because I, I don't I don't know. I don't want to stay up till 2 a.m. on vacation and watch these baseball games. Hopefully they just continue laying waste to the people they got to lay waste to and uh, make the Red Sox lives a little interesting in the wild card race. Maybe, uh, you know, Oakland and the Red Sox chasing each other. I don't know. It, every loss on the road to Oakland, as long as you win a couple, isn't the worst thing that ever happened, though we never accept losing. 27 outs per game. Let's keep winning games. <laughs> Let's keep the winning streak going. Until next time, I'm Adam Weiner. You can find me on Twitter at Adam Weiner. And I'm Thomas Carinante. You can find me at Tommy's underscore takes. Uh, Joely Rodriguez, zero options left. That was a reason. Yeah, well, we, yeah, that was one of the reasons we were like, why did they do this? Uh, because he had a five ERA at the time, but I guess it's working somewhat. So let's do it. Um, you can also find us at the official Yanks Guard Twitter account at Yanks Yard FS. You can head on over to YanksGuard.com. Plenty of content there for you. We got a lot of readers. We want some more discourse. We want some more topics. Come on. Bring it all. Bring the mailbag questions. Let's hear it from you. Um, and until next time, guys, I'll be chatting with you on Friday for a little weekend uh, preview. Um, and hopefully we have a nice little win over the A's in the first game of the series and can set, up, set ourselves up nicely. Um, as uh, Can the O's just do us a fucking favor? Just win no. one fucking game, dude. No. Just win one game against, uh, win one game against the Rays. That's all I'm asking. For. No. Other than that, we'll see you on Friday. See you on Friday, folks. At Progressive, you can get 24-7 protection, even if you break the space-time continuum. We did it. We time-traveled to yesterday. Wait, Progressive covers us 24-7, but we just created an eight-day week, and it's 24-7 coverage, not 24-8. We gotta go back. Are you joking right now? Shh, I'm calling them. Hi, I have a question about time travel. Progressive offers more than a great price when you bundle home and auto. We offer round-the-clock protection, which literally means anytime. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.